Happy Friday, everyone, and welcome to HR Work Break. I'm your host, Maddie Collins, editor of HR Daily Advisor. HR Work Break takes a quick but close look at everything human resources. For any HR professional, it's a must listen. I hope you learned something new, take some advice to heart, or simply stay abreast today's trending topics. Now, it's time for a work break. Without further ado, I'd like you to please join me in welcoming our guest speakers to the floor today. We have Madeline Miller, career and leadership coach for Gen Z and Millennials, Anne-Marie Morris, president of AM Morris Consulting, and Sarah Devereaux, leadership coach and advisor of Third Coast Coaching and, and an HCI facilitator. Madeline, Anne-Marie, and Sarah, thank you guys for joining me for this panel today. Oh, thanks so much for having us. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. So to get this discussion kicked off, I thought we could open with the question, what L&D trends should HR leaders keep an eye on in 2024? Yeah, I've, uh, I'm happy to kick off with that. I've noticed a couple of different things, and, and they're kind of at different sides of the spectrum. They're almost in tension with one another. So one thing I've noticed with the organizations that I work with um, is that they're finally, I mean, thank goodness for those of us who have been in L&D for a while now, I feel like folks are finally realizing that training people through synchronous methods and live workshops on processes and tools is a bad idea. So we can actually do this through a lot of different means that don't require in-person time or synchronous time. Um, and that's just been a huge relief. I can't tell you how many folks uh, I've worked with over the years who are like, hey, we're coming out with this new process. Could you please you know, help us design something to walk everybody through every step in excruciating detail when really what they could do is create you know, an e-learning or a doc or something, right? Like that's a lot easier for people to access when they need it because they're not gonna remember everything that we go through in a synchronous training anyway. The other thing that I've noticed is that we're starting to, with so many folks working either remotely or hybrid, I'm getting a lot of requests for creating really advanced content that's entirely self-service. So new manager programs, for instance, or leadership programs that are focused on really complex topics like compassion or emotional intelligence or emotional regulation. And they want all of this to be self-service and, and asynchronous. And I think for me, at least, like that's taken things a little too far. We need to at least have the ability for people to ask questions, for folks to be able to interact and practice you know, with peers, even if we're not doing like a traditional workshop. And then the last thing that I've noticed is that a lot of folks are really hungry for in-person time. So trying to get back together, whether it's within their organizations or whether they're signing up for a program that brings folks together across a variety of organizations, I'm noticing a lot of engagement around in-person workshops. So those are just a few things that have come up for me so far this year. Yeah, and I can add to what Sarah's just spoken about, I absolutely do see an uptick in the number of people asking for in-person sessions. And it is, again, so that they can have that experience of working together, being collaborative, and really creating a sense of team. You know, it goes beyond the, the usual, oh, do some team building. But instead, the team building is happening in a natural way as people are learning new skills, trying out new things that they're learning along the way. The other thing I'm also seeing, again, is a lot of e-learning, but also really just-in-time learning. 
And as we all know, it's something that we've been talking about for years as well, but the ongoing piece of making it fun and ensuring that we have some semblance of gamification so that people can feel that they're learning something and then having the training then grow with the person. So we really start to take advantage of what we've learned from AI that we can come up with generative type of training as well. And my last piece, or my third part of that, is that I'm really seeing a lot of work around, and I know, Sarah, you'll laugh about this because you teach a lot of design thinking, but creativity and design thinking are so important to everybody in the organization. And I use them or think about them as a way for us to keep the organization engaged and to sell what we do. So really putting a lot of emphasis in how we're looking at things differently and how we're really focusing on creativity for our workforce in order for them to come up with solutions that are beyond what's in, dare I say it, the box. So those are a couple of my thoughts. Just one quick addition on what Anne-Marie just shared. I'm definitely noticing also less formality in the language that people are expecting. So being able to be more conversational and be more informal and approachable, even in like the documents that we write and using emojis and like using actual language that you would use with people like you were speaking with them instead of like you're writing 10 years ago uh, has been really refreshing. So, and then also, you know, obviously like everybody's got, you know, TikTok style videos that they're starting to incorporate as well, um, which I think helps honestly, for setting the stage, especially if we are doing more virtual learning. I was just going to say, working with a lot of the younger generations, because of sort of their work experiences, which has been marred a lot, obviously, by the pandemic and the shift to remote work, there's a lot of younger, I'd say, Gen Z, sort of younger millennials who are really craving more contact with their managers and their senior leaders. So I think that a lot of learning and development initiatives need to sort of be focusing on that connectivity and creating community. So while there's definitely a push to e-learning and async kind of training, I think that for younger generations in particular, they really want more guidance. They want to see investment into their career and to be able to talk about it. So I think that group coaching is becoming quite popular, whether it's remote or in person, because it fosters a sense of connectivity and community and access to managers and leaders, particularly when people are working remotely. So there's sort of trends I'm seeing and, and wants, I guess, of younger people at work. Be sure to check out the rest of this engaging panel discussion from HR Upskilling and Employee Learning Week. This panel discussion was called Utilizing Learning and Development Opportunities to Acquire and Retain Talent. Again, I'm Maddie Collins, and thank you for listening. Join us next Friday or whenever you need a work break.